Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Warriors pulled one out of their rear end in the third. No, not not opinion. I I just want you to be honest. The end of the second quarter. Would you say you were thinking more that it was going to be like game five in Memphis? Or did you think that it was going to be more like game three in Memphis where they sort of played the same way? And then and then late in late in the second half, they came back and won. Um, Ooh, I didn't think it was going to be a stinker like game five in Memphis. I, I thought that they were going to battle back and I thought that that third quarter was going to be huge. I know I said that I texted in our chat that they went over three on what I thought were must mm-hmm. score possessions because they had some defensive momentum, defensive momentum. And I didn't think that that Dallas could be uh, contained for that long and they were so i i didn't think it was going to be a stinker did i think this was going to happen though did i think that it looked like a dominant fourth quarter which i'm sure we'll get into where it was honestly it felt like they were up by 20 but it was just trading baskets essentially yeah Yeah. um but i didn't expect that but i I didn't expect it to be game five or was it game five game five it was game five right yeah yeah, game i i agree with you in my head i was like okay they're doing this thing again where they're not starting great, and they're kind of taking the game for granted a little bit, knowing that they have another gear. And I was a little frustrated with that because that was the story of that Memphis series. And Dallas doesn't do that to you in the same way. A lot of this was on the Warriors' fault, their own fault. But I did not think that Dallas had any killers outside of Luka who would kind of make sure that that Dallas won this game and, you know, look at it, everything humanly possible though. This is really interesting. Now, if you were to guess how many minutes do you think Reggie Bullock played tonight? Um, Second highest on the Mavericks. He played 44 minutes. Dorian Finney Smith played 42 minutes. Luca played 38. Brunson played 36. And it's not like uh, Luca was in foul trouble or anything because I, I was, t- I, I think, you know, they, they, they're, they're pretty close to timing Steph's minutes with Luca's minutes. And so Luca's out of the game for, I think, seven minutes, no, five minutes in the fourth quarter. The Dallas, the Dallas lead goes from one to the Warriors winning by five. So there's like a six point switch. 
And so once Luca gets up, I'm like, oh, Steph's coming back in. No, Kerr waits another two minutes before Steph comes in the game because the Warriors are playing so well. And I just thought, wow, like that, that was nuts. Like kid cannot afford to do that. Because he doesn't have the 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 bench that the that that where he can rely, you know, kid cannot bring a Otto Porter Jr. off of the bench to do all of the dirty work, go four for four, seven boards, and be a plus eleven. He doesn't have the lightning bolt of Jordan Poole, who had the highest plus minus on the Warriors, by the way, plus twenty six, um, in twenty eight minutes. He's he's bringing off the bench, none other. Well. Obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie is, is their best fire starter off the bench, but he's played two bad games for them. But Davis, Davis Bertans, who was like the most hated guy in, in the arena tonight for some reason, I think because he just smiled. <laughs> um, Josh Green, that was like the Warriors were like, oh, thank you. You're playing Josh Green. N- nothing against Josh Green. Like, I think, you know, Josh Green's going to be probably a, a pretty decent player, but not in this series. And, uh, you know, Nicotina, uh, Kleber was a nothing again, minus 20. So he had to play his two valuable wings knowing what was coming. And I, just, I just found that so weird. Not, not even weird, but it was just, you know, Kid was kind of playing this game like a must win. And they still lost. And I kind of wonder what he's going to go back with in game three, because we talked about this on the last podcast. He's all about adjustments. He's all about making, you know, okay, we're, what we're going to learn from this game. And I, I think he's, he was pretty desperate late there by, by playing his guys all those minutes. You know, we're only coming back on Sunday. So it's only one day off and then game again. But really? I, yeah. So sun, it's, it's Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Wow. Those are the next three games. I didn't realize that when it gets to the conference finals, you don't get that extra day of rest on a travel day. Yeah, because they need the, they need all the TV. Cause... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, I, 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 know, I don't know what even to think about that. I just thought that that stat line was really interesting. It seems like their Mavericks offense in the third quarter has got to be like a like a key thing for them, I guess. I mean, a really good first half offensively. Um, and then it just went to zero in that third quarter. Like I, I can imagine that, you know, they said it on the broadcast, which is something I agree with. Like when you go to Dallas, when you're, you're going home, you're going to have the fans on your side. Like I'd assume maybe that third quarter doesn't happen. It's just having the fans that you saw it with the Warriors tonight. It almost felt like the fans were, you know, it was super Super helpful. They were totally in the game, and 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 guys like Jordan Poole and guys like Draymond, you know, guys who are more theatric in, in that sense, were were eating it all up, and they were just like, it was it was like, I don't know, giving them an extra bit of gas. Yeah, the home even, the home even, crowd. Even the Draymond. You know, you know, in the Bay Area, the a lot of Warriors fans negative on that home crowd, and uh, they were in it tonight. They they, they did not they did not get nervous when the Warriors got behind. Sort of like we didn't get nervous. We kind of knew this. You know, this isn't Memphis going for our necks in in mm-hmm. Game Five. And I thought the crowd was really good, and and they they stayed pumped. You saw a little wheezy in the crowd there. Yeah, he's he's a he's a known Luca hater. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't. I think I don't know if he's a Suns fan. If he he said that Luca is a and then. Bad word. You tweeted oh, that out. Man. And then I think the Suns went on to lose two straight. 
Wow. Um, but here's what I'll say. What I the reason I feel like the reason that I didn't think that this was going to be a blowout was because I so I missed a little bit of the first. I'm I'm just going to say it right now. I missed a little bit of the first quarter. I got home. The Warriors were down like 13. I was I was in San Francisco. You you know you know the deal. Um, and then I came home, turned on the TV, and like the first play I see, it started the 13-0 run was the first thing I saw, and mm-hmm. it was Steph being aggressive. Yeah. Off of like, I think it was just off of a, you know, pick and roll. He just sidesteps a little and then hits a three. I'm like, and I looked at my mom who doesn't know much about basketball. I was like, (laughs) that is what he needs to do. That is what I feel like has been missing since December. And that will, is going to, is what is going to push us into like a confident finals. Mm -hmm. And that's why I didn't think they were out of it. Cause Steph looked to be offensively aggressive tonight. And it was like, I feel like in some of these series, it's been, oh wait, Steph had 30. It didn't really feel like it. Like you felt it tonight. You like this was a, this was a Steph game, even oh, though yeah. Looney took the shine. We're 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 going to talk a, a lot about how Steph ended this game in, in in my third my my third topic here. But so before we we start the topics, uh, I just I just want to bring up one thing. This is my only issue with this entire game, and 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 our our good friend Robert Ramos here, he says it. Lee should never take another step on the hardwood this postseason again. I have nothing against. Damian Lee, the human being. I'm sure this is a good guy. I'm sure he's feeding his family. He's doing everything it takes. You know, he's works hard. He's he's not the NBA superstar, but he busts his butt. Why did he play so early in this game? What was the reason that Kerr felt that he needed to be in there? I, I couldn't figure it out because he didn't play this early in game one. Yeah. Um, you you got me there because I was I was right there with you. I didn't think that Damian Lee should have been playing. I feel like the benefit to Damian Lee is that, especially before this playoffs, is that he could he could hit a three point shot. We we saw him create his offense. I mean, in the cruddy twenty nineteen to twenty twenty season, that was kind of his team, him and Eric Pascal's team. But you haven't really seen. Um, you know, he has that little like drive to the drive to like the middle of like the the free throw line and, and pulls up for a jumper. But for me, it was just like him being able to shoot, I guess, was the appeal to to having him on the court. He's not a, he's not a bad defender. He's a, he's a little chippy, which I think maybe is another thing. But you, as you could see, I'm here searching for reasons as to why he should have played. There's really none. He shouldn't have played. I, the only thing I could think of is maybe wanted to get a guy in a, a couple minutes of rest in that spot. I can't even remember the rotation reason why he played. Is it possible that Draymond went to the bench a little earlier than Foul normal? trouble. Steph had picked up three. But Steph had his normal rotation from what I remember. Like he yeah. did his normal minutes. It, it maybe may been Draymond. I don't know, but he's in the game. We're saying he needs to get off the court. Misses a three, comes back the other way, gets caught up with Bertans, and 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 they get double techs. He uh, bowls over somebody, but he actually gets pushed. Was it was it Luca or was it uh, Rose Brunson? He he like just bowls into Brunson, offensive foul, and then he came out, and it was just like okay, like because. You know, he he did so much damage in 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 his uh, in his four minutes fifty two seconds minus twelve. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie and it was Lee. literally all his fault. <laughs> all of that minus, like you could you could say, oh, Jordan Poole got beat on a beat on a beat on the possession. It was literally every single time they scored or every single time they had the ball, it was Damian Lee's fault why there wasn't a basket or why they scored. That's crazy to me. That's absolutely <laughs> wild. I tweeted out after the first mistake. I was like, there's no way. You can tell me 
that Moody would be worse in this in this rotation. I said oh. I tweeted that out, and then he goes on a, just ten more minuses. Well, we'll talk about Moody. We're saving Moody we better. for last. We better. We're saving him for last. All right. So, first point here uh, is wide open looks for the Mavs in the first half. Like, I don't know if the Warriors are confused on defense. Um, they were doing something different in game two where they were showing when the Mavs would come, would bring would bring the, the pick and roll, mm-hmm. the Warriors would jump out ahead of the pick and roll flash or show and then they get back to their guy but they, it didn't seem like they did it as uh as like as much or maybe, maybe just the magic ran more pick and roll yeah well yeah can i jump in there because yeah. i think you had mentioned which i thought was a great point after game one is that they need to run steph in that pick and roll more they need to get him tired yeah. almost like you need to get luca tired yeah. i think that's what they did i think they steph did that i mentioned it in the in the first game that steph was doing a lot of that show and in game two i think they just answered your question and they went at steph a lot more often yeah. and what i thought was effective at least for the beginning was that when Steph would quickly show, he'd have to run back right to yeah. Bullock, but Luca would try to hit Bullock right away. And the and the idea is shoot right away because yep. Steph's maybe like 0.5 seconds behind. Yep. But and the thing is, is that Steph makes it a little like it's almost like a half and half full where you know Steph might be a 0.5 seconds behind Bullock or half he might like bother Luca just enough to you know get back in time. What I what I did notice though is on that show, I don't know if it's on purpose or if Luca creates the contact, but it seems like Steph kind of like slightly checks him a little bit every mm-hmm. single time he does the show. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so that I feel like uh, the Warriors were caught in some situations where they were scrambling a little bit because if Steph's late to his guy, then the other guy steps up a little bit and they were kind of in between a lot. And then it was like, who, who do I got? Who do you got? We're going to stand still and then they're just going to shoot open open shots. And that was a lot of the first half. The Mavs looked fantastic offensively in the first half. I don't have the the first half numbers here. I wish it was easier to find uh, like first half stuff, but um, they were bombing threes still. I mean, they they were even with that terrible second half of shooting threes, they were still 21 of 45 for 46.7%. The Warriors just shot the lights out in the second half. They were 14 of 28 from three, 50%. So great shooting nights by both teams warriors shot 56 percent for this game including i think i heard this right 15 of 19 in the fourth quarter how that's ridiculous uh so uh they shut it down in the second half though the just like third quarter in, in game one this was an even better third quarter in game two so the 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 mavs the warriors kind of sneak it sneak in late to to close it a little bit uh, they got, they got, they, I think they were down 11 and then Luca hit like a 30 footer, uh, to get it back up to a 14. And so at the half, uh, it's the, it's, um, gosh, what is it? 50, uh, 73 to 58, something like that. And by the end of that quarter, it is 85, 83. So, you know, the, the Mavs scored 70 some odd points. Um, in in the in the first half, and they 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 barely score, you know, what 10, 10 points or whatever it was in 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 the in this in the third quarter. So that's all the Warriors' defense. That was them getting out on the shooters. That was them closing harder. Do you think it was an effort thing? Do you think it was a confusion thing? 
do you think it was a uh, old team thing? Because that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, ah, oh, you know, this, this might be like an old team thing. Like they're just, you know, that that it takes them a little while, and they're just they can't be consistent. And I don't know. I was I was just oh by the way, fifteen of twenty seven. For I found the first half stats. Wow, that was that was uh, that was <laughs> nice. Uh, but what what what? Why did you think the the reason why the the first two quarters were so vastly different from quarter three? I am right there with you. I I think maybe just shots weren't falling, but it's not like they weren't getting similar looks. I think you mentioned, um, you know, they were kind of searching for an as as of why uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock played so much. They were kind of searching for that guy, whether it be Frank Nilakina, whether it be Josh Green, whether it be Davis Bertans. I think Davis Bertans is butt cheeks. I think that I think <laughs> that showed in the fourth quarter when Poole took him right off the dribble, like he should, but it was just that they had to take him out right away. But Draymond was giving, I texted in our chat, Draymond was giving Frank Nilakina similar Aaron Gordon, similar Kyle Anderson, trying to trying to mess with them and leave him a little too wide open. And, and Nilakina couldn't hit. S- similar thing with Josh Green. I know there was a play where you start swinging it around the arc and all the player, all the defense is always a step behind. They're trying to get to the guy and then they got to get to the next guy and they got to get to the next guy. I think it got swung to Reggie Bullock, which left Josh Green in the left corner and Clay had to pick and he picked on, he picked Reggie Bullock. And then sometimes you'd see the defender, you know, give a last effort wave at the corner guy as he shoots it. He he picked Reggie Bullock and just didn't even bother to like (laughs) even semi contest Josh Green and Josh Green just took it and clanked it. And it was just, they, those guys, like you you can't depend on those guys in some of these situations. That's why they're role players. That's why they're paid $2 million a year. You know, they're just not, they're not uh, supporting they're not going to actually, you can't, yeah, you just can't depend on those guys. Maybe at home, maybe because you have the fans behind you. But if you're in an away game and a must win game and a playoff game against a seasoned team, against a team that knows what they're doing, I just wouldn't depend on guys like that. Yeah. So the Mavs scored 12 whole points in, in that third quarter. And then, uh, and then the fourth quarter, they, they did, Lucas started shooting the lights out uh, and, and they, and they scored 32. But, do you know how many points the Warriors scored in the fourth? If I had to guess, what was the final score? Uh, final score was... Oh, that'll ruin it. I'll just be able to do the quick math. Yeah, so 50? 43 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, nine, 15 of 19 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3, 8 of 9 from free throws. Uh, only Otto missed a, missed a free throw in the, in the fourth quarter. Jordan Poole, 7 of 7 in the fourth quarter from the free throw line. Steph, 1 of 1. And uh, and yeah, so terrific game. I really did think that they were going to win this game too. I did not think it was going to be in this fashion, but this has kind of been the theme for the Mavs and it's been the theme for the Warriors. They're undefeated at home in these playoffs so far. Going back to Dallas though, or going to Dallas, I think the Mavs has only lost one game at home in this playoffs. And I think it was in... Uh, the Utah series because they had home court against Utah, right? Mm, yes, they were the four seed. So they split the first two games in in Dallas. That was no Luca, right? Right. So, um, yeah, just craziness. I, I wish I I prefer them to play more consistent in the first half, and they don't have to play bonkers in the second. And let's even it out a little bit. But that's how it's really been these playoffs. Is they kind of throw away a lot of these early possessions and Draymond had three turnovers right away. 
I don't want to hear, hear anything about people don't know about basketball with him throwing <laughs> the ball away like that. Uh, I hope he mentions it on his podcast tonight because, man, he was the worst player on, on the floor today for the Warriors. Like, yeah, that's just that's just what happened. Like he was he had the worst plus minus turnovers, need the uh, fouls, just bad fouls. But X fouled out at the same time, you know, there is energy that is not in the box score that he brings. I, I think he kind of got a little caught up in, in some of that stuff where usually he can control a little bit better. I'm actually surprised he didn't get the second tech. I'm thankful he didn't get the second tech. Yeah, it was it was feeling like he should have gotten it. Maybe he was one more argument away yeah. from getting it. <clears throat> So, second point, full squad part two. <laughs> Wiggins, Poole, Looney, Porter Jr., Moody all played so well tonight. And Wiggins, you know, Wiggins is, is the one because he, he's got the matchup with Luca, So, he's going to play, you know, pretty much whenever Luca plays, right? Like that, he's going to mirror Luca's minutes. Luca played 38 minutes, 11 seconds. Wiggins, 38 minutes, one second. He didn't shoot it as well. And, and interestingly enough, where he doesn't shoot it as well is on the twos. He actually shot the threes very well. He missed a lot of twos, missed some layups, obviously missed the free throws. But 16 points, uh, some big points when they needed them. Just, you know, Luca had 40, but Luca had to work for the 40. He got some, he got some open threes late in the, in the fourth as they kind of went to that zone again. Uh, Luke was five of 10 from three. Um, Luca went to the line 15 times. Jesus. Uh, Looney again. Is, is this a playoff high? 21 points. Career high. Career high. 21 points. By the way, did you see the, um, the post, uh, the post interview after the game was over with him? I watched a little bit. Yeah. I didn't I don't know if I've ever heard him talk before. <laughs> I was like, what does his voice sound like? And he was <laughs> and he like he, you know, he he's not he's not a very patterned uh media guy because he doesn't have to he go to the podium yeah, a lot. Do it. But I was like, ah, oh, I I forget that this guy's like 25 years old. And he's got like that young <laughs> energy because he looks like he's 35 and playing out there, old man game. Yep. But uh and then obviously pool. He brought some really good energy. Uh, again, he's going after Bert, poor Bertons, getting in his face, <laughs> screaming at him. That guy shouldn't play. <laughs> uh, but he he brought. Uh, there was there was a. I thought there was going to be some some stuff with him and Bullock because Bullock was uh, defending him full court, trying to make sure he didn't get the ball, and he's kind of pushing him around, and Pool's trying to flop, trying to get the foul. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, of course. Our boy, Otto Porter, uh, he was. Uh, I think if you if you think about his game, it, it it was more like in pockets in which they needed some stability because Draymond was in foul trouble because he didn't he didn't actually play that many minutes. Otto only played uh, twenty three minutes, but didn't miss a shot, missed one free throw, seven big boards, and just. Uh, I mean, this is just he's just a hero, man. hero. I think hero. the one I think the one big box score stat that's missing should also be one fake dribble handoff similar oh to the Draymond God. JTA that, that converted into an and one. He missed the free throw, but oh, it was so pretty. It, it wasn't was so pretty. It wasn't as clean like no. on the hip like Draymond, but it still worked. It still really worked. Mm-hmm. All right, now 
let's use this opportunity. I know you want to talk about him. Let's talk about Moses Moody. He got the the D Lee minutes. Basically, I mean, imagine being D Lee and you're like, oh no, I don't think I'm gonna see the floor for the rest of this series after what Moses Moody did. Yeah, I hope he's still supportive. Um, I remember <laughs> when Moses Moody like the rookies were starting to gravitate towards specific veterans. And I think Kamingo was like Wiggins or a dollar or something like that. And then for Moody, it was D Lee and everyone's like, Oh man, like, really? <laughs> like it couldn't be like Steph or pool or clay. <laughs> um, but no D Lee. The thing about D Lee though, is that a lot of people were probably like, what the hell? He didn't like do anything great, but that's the point. Like he, yeah. he, he did it. He wasn't a minus. He wasn't a minus in those D Lee minutes. If anything, he made like one assist, but he was just doing all the right things, doing all the right things on defense were with the switches. And I think that he got a play where it looked like the play was dying and he was the last option. Instead of shooting three, he drove in. And yep. I genuinely believe that there were Dallas defenders that were like, can he dunk? Like, I don't really know. <laughs> like, I don't know the tape on this kid. And he goes up and just hands it right off to our career high loony. And yeah. it was just like all the right things, all the right things. He didn't even, I don't even think he shot. I don't think he, he had shot one, he had one layup. Yeah. 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 Okay. I remember that one, but he didn't shoot a three. And that's mm-hmm. like what he's supposed to, you know, like it was just, I've been saying like what he has marketed as what I have seen from him. I don't know how they couldn't use a player like that. And it seemed like he has found himself a stable spot in the rotation. I could even see him playing still when GP and Iguodala come back. I don't know how, but it feels like he could be like some targeted, like, okay, we, we need something not, not, he's not going to obviously offensively create, but he just does all the right things. So you see Steve Kerr's quote. Oh, please tell me it's good. We've had Moses in mind for this series. So it sounds like him. they were trying to find an opportunity to get him out there. And D Lee, you know, D Lee was going to get the vet opportunity. And uh, maybe he knew too. Maybe that's why he was so kind of out of it. Like just, didn't didn't really add any value but okay so there's a flip side to this though because it is no longer just (laughs) the moody watch right Uh, i'm sorry the kaminga watch it is now the kamudi watch for both of them because we're trying to get both of these guys into these games so moody gets in but what does that mean for kaminga well what it means is all we got to see was T-shirt Kaminga tonight on the bench, yeah. and he didn't get he didn't get any run. I still would have loved to see him get an opportunity. I think there's so many moments against this Dallas team where he just fits because it's all athleticism and length and speed and cutting. And you saw, you know, especially when the Warriors are cutting like this, Kaminga. That's all Kaminga does is really just cut to the basket because he's looking for dunks. Like I thought it'd been a good opportunity, but. You know, Kerr's Kerr's got the rotation set the way he's got got it going, and uh, we'll see. Well, I, I guess okay, Moody, if, Moody will play, but maybe not Kaminga. I think if Kerr had Moody in mind for the series, I've got to think Kaminga. They thought about it. Um, with Kaminga, like I still think there's a chance because Wiggins just looks like some unfazed, like super in shape he doesn't look like he's getting that tired but regardless of what you say it is harder to play defense for 40 straight minutes than it is to play offense he's having to guard the best player you know it's being it's it's a physical matchup too like Mm -hmm. i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if like we're in game four or five and wiggins just like needs a breather and i could see kaminga you know 
make maybe showing depending on Igadala's status. If Igadala comes back, then maybe no Kaminga, but I think there's a chance. All right. So my third point here. Uh Steph closes it out like he's <laughs> Mariano Rivera. Uh, I, I think I, t- I tweeted uh, or tweeted. I, te- I texted you and Ben uh, right when Steph came back in. And it, and it was he actually had more chance to uh, to sit um, because and even longer because there was the whole thing with uh, D Lee and, and Bertons and uh, all that stuff had happened and. Actually, no, no, that was in the that was in the second quarter. But there was something else that had happened where he got to sit a little bit longer. Like I forget if it was like a long commercial or something. And I was like, oh, he gets a little bit more rest. And then there was like another minute where where Kerr just let him sit. And I told you guys, I go, okay, he has to. The Warriors have the lead with him on the bench. Now he's got to come in and close. And that is exactly what he did. He's just taking these guys off the dribble, weaving, getting layup after layup after layup. Dallas is trying to make a comeback. Luca's bombing threes, but they can't get any stops. And it's because Steph is just going to the hole. And then Steph goes to the hole. Then people are just paying attention to him. And then all of a sudden someone is open, you know, clay that they go out and try and, and, and kind of, I guess, get a hand up on clay and he's pump fake and then going to the rim and dunking. Yeah. Two dunks tonight. When's the last time he had two dunks in a game? So free injury. Everything just uh, if Curry, if Curry is going well and his shot is going well, I think I think the when when he knows he's shooting well, every other part of his game just is a little bit more effortless because when he's not shooting well and he knows the way he's going to get points is having to go to the rim, it's a little bit more of a struggle. But knowing that in his back pocket. His three ball is money. It's almost like he's playing a little bit more carefree. And I thought, man, he hits that three in the corner there, does the nighttime, go to sleep. And that was that was ball game. I was uh, very happy with the way that he came in and just like that. That's the way that you got to do business, right? Like yep. that's the way you shut it down. You don't let these guys come back. You don't let them get any momentum going into game three. They couldn't even get any closer than what it was because, you know, and, and if they would have, maybe they're like, Oh, you know, we only lost by two that this gives us, you know, some thought that, you know, we're, we're really close. No, they're like, Nope, we're extending this thing. It's, it's a nine point win. You're not getting any closer. And I think that stuff matters if you, cause if you're Dallas, you got beaten game one and in game two, you're like, Hmm, we kind of hit them with a pretty damn good shot. And we couldn't hold him back. So again, Jason Kidd's going to do some stuff. He's going to figure some things out, and they got to win both games in Dallas. Or you know, you give the Warriors a chance to clinch in Game Five at home. Come on, they're gonna they're gonna go for the jugular. Yep. yep. I think if the Warriors get one game in Dallas, it's going to be in five. Like I, you know, I think with the Steph closing, um. You know, not only have we said that the Dallas Mavericks do not have much solid rim protection as compared to what the Warriors have seen in, you know, in the Memphis series, but I think paired pair that with okay, let's look at the box score. Why does Reggie Bullock have forty minutes right now? Like yeah. that, that, I'm sure Steph and Poole especially got a sense of like these guys are tired. There's no yeah, way they can keep absolutely. up with us right now. So absolutely. that was big time. They they had, um, you know, Dwight Powell starts. <laughs> he starts. 
uh, at both halves and plays like three and a half minutes to four minutes, and he comes out. Uh, Kleba played 33 minutes, Dinwiddie 22. And then the bench guys, Bertans seven, Josh Green five, Nicotina three and a half. No Sterling Brown, no Trey Burke, no Marquise Chris. And uh, DNP coach's decision for the entire playoffs, Boban obviously did not play. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it's just, uh, I think, I think, you know, it showed. I don't know. I don't, I, I wonder if I, I'm very interested in reading the Mavs writers. Cause I want to see what that, what they think did wrong. Cause I was trying to figure it out. It's like, did Lucas stay out too long? Could they have brought him back a little earlier? I don't, I don't think, it, I don't think that was the big thing. Uh, but yeah, I think that the thing that I would look into is why did he play those wings so long? Because it's not like Steph and Clay and Poole all played 44 minutes, right? If they did, then you're like, okay, we got to match those guys. But uh, but they didn't. The, the uh, you know the highest guy uh, on the Warriors minute minutes wise was Wiggins, and he played the same minutes as Luca. Yeah, I'm with you. I wanted to. I wonder if the Athletic has a Mavericks podcast that I could tune into. Um, so I know you... that their beat writer is Tim Cato or Tim. Ka- Tim mm-hmm. I think it's Tim Cato. So I read his stuff because I, you know, I, I like to read about the teams as just in case we play them, and uh, you know that. I, I'm I'm very interested in reading what what yeah. he's going to complain about or what the, the fans are going to complain about after this game. Bill Simmons should bring on Jonathan Sharks because I think he's a Mavs fan. He's is Texas. he a Mavs fan? He lives in Texas. Yeah. Um, are you a little worried? Like this is jumping ahead. This is getting ahead of ourselves. But I've been doing it every single series you in the. Did it last? Yeah, I thought you were going to jinx us in the last. I did it on the Nuggets and the Memphis series, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Are you worried that you know Steph to me was the MVP tonight, but. We have Warriors Twitter and media, rightfully so, you know, pushing Loon, pushing up. We we pushed up Moody. Like, does it worry you a little at all that if, if we're getting down to, you know, the finals and it looks like the Warriors are going to win it, that some role player is just going to have some amazing game and you're going to be like, wait, like Wiggins, he's been he's been mighty. He's been mighty efficient this series. And then the finals MVP, just group think <laughs> right before the vote. Everyone looks on Twitter. Everyone's going Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins. And. Steph loses it again. Like that's what that's my thing is because we, as much as Looney deserved to be hyped for such a good game, twenty one mm-hmm. points, career high. It's literally all like off of Steph. You know, oh, yeah. like it's all off of Steph. So I'm just, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little worried that we could see a, a repeat. Okay, so, a, we didn't even win this series yet. B, if we play Boston, they're going to be favored to to beat us. Probably at least I know the, the, the sharp betters will, will favor Boston to beat us. So I'm not even worried about that, but here's what I will say. Steph knows, right? <laughs> he is very aware that the missing piece of the hardware is a finals MVP, right? That's the missing piece of the hardware. So he knows that that is part of it. And, and that's going to be a thing for him. It's probably uh, it's it's a little bit of like a, a selfish thing, but he, he it's part of his drive to get back there. You know, he sacrifices for KD, and KD was awesome. I know some Warriors fans aren't big fans of KD right now, but I love watching that dude play. I will never, never, ever forget those three seasons that he was with us. But he, Steph did sacrifice that 
And it became a little bit more of KD's team, especially down the stretch when they needed a bucket. He was more of the guy who's like kind of drawing some possible defense over to give KD a little bit more, a little bit more open, open opportunities. But I, if the Warriors win the finals, Steph Curry knows he has a missing hardware in his trophy case that is the finals MVP. He knows. All I'm saying is it feels like if this series was over right now, I could totally see like Wiggins being the consensus Western Conference Finals MVP. And it's just because he picked up Luca full court for 48 minutes every night and Luca still had 40. No, Steph had 32. And then what did he have in game one? I don't know. 21? I think it's 21. Yeah. So, no. I, I'm I, saying Warriors fans should, I still think should hope. Tough. Warriors fans should hope I jump ahead a little too soon. I don't believe in the jinxing as much. Maybe I believe in like, okay, I'm going to wear the same jersey <laughs> two, two times in a row or not wash it. I haven't. I've worn something different every single game and we've won. I've moved spots from the couch. I haven't sat in the same place for every single game and we've won. I, I don't believe in it, man. I believe in my guys. I believe in my team. So, you know, every time I've I've... I've went ahead and, and, you know, done a possible jinx. They have won every single time. So, uh, all right. So looking ahead to Saturday, uh, I, I told you that I thought the heat had to take the first two games. Now I think Boston is winning the next three and they're wrapping this thing up, which means if we believe the warriors are going to get to the finals as well, it is very meaningful for them to not play a long series if Boston is is going to wrap it up. But the, you know, then then again, maybe I'm wrong. And, and the Heat, the Heat are going to fight. And I just think Boston is so talented, and they got their guys back. And uh, they even had one guy who's who's off because of seeing the birth of his child. So they didn't even have all their guys. Mm. But I I just think when you put that team together, that that full roster, I think they're just so talented. So. I think I think they're going to win three straight and close it out. I don't you think, think so. You think Miami's going to win? Maybe maybe a game five at home or a game three I could or four at home. Still see this going to seven. You've quickly wrote it off. Wrote it off as is it's only one to one. But I get the reasoning. You know, Celtics got one in Miami. It seems hard that the Celtics are going to lose at home. Um, but I, I've just seen that team get pretty inconsistent. You know, against the Bulls, I feel like Marcus Smart didn't really have a good bull. Or sorry, Bucks. Marcus Smart didn't really have a good Bucks series. Al Horford stepped up, but he's an old man. He's you know, can't, I don't really, you know, depend on that. If I'm the Celtics, uh, yeah, I like I like Rob Williams. I think you have a you you're on a good. Uh, I could see it's six. You know, I, I said both of these series to seven, and now both of them don't look like they're going to seven. So. I just think it's one know. of those things where where the the vet team, you know, needs to take advantage of the opportunities, and I feel like Boston is a team that can get on a, a, on a quite a ro- quite a roll. They they just beat the defending champs. They have a lot of swagger right now. They could always say, "Oh yeah, we lost game one, but we were missing all these players," and now you know, well, we're we're and confident. They them. Yeah. So, uh, so and then they're going back to to Boston. I'm sure that that's going to be pretty comfortable for them. But again, they are a young team, so you know Miami locks down on defense. That could that could be some of it. I just I, I just I don't know. I don't know why I feel so confident in, in Boston wrapping this thing up. Okay, so Sunday, Warriors, Mavs, Dallas, six p.m. 
why does it start so late, man? Both of these games, one starts at 5.30 on Saturday and Warriors starts at 6 on Sunday. That's crazy because that's 8 for Texas. Mm-hmm. That is 8 p.m. start time for people. They, the they, fellas they want it as close to prime time for the East Coast as possible, I guess. I guess, I mean, I'm sure that's the reasoning. For West Coast, you mean? No, for the East Coast. They they want oh, is, this. They want the game to start in primetime television for ratings reasons. Mm. What's um, prime time for East Coast? It's it's the same seven to ten or whatever, but they're oh, three okay. hours ahead of us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it I starts follow. at nine for for them, and it's already in primetime. Um, so game three in Dallas, Dallas is a must win for Dallas, but they, they, they've played that must win game and, and done very well with it, especially in the last series. Uh, the Warriors have had some flat games on the road. I'm sort of sniffing this. Pro- if they're going to have one, it's probably this one. Cause there's going to be a lot of momentum for the Mavericks in this game, but man, can you imagine the Warriors win game three? It's over. It's like I, you really like uh, no team has ever blown a 3 0 lead. Uh, the Mavericks are, you know, uh, have been great at home this playoff series. And if the Warriors could take one in Dallas, I it ruins all of my takes on how Dallas was the better matchup. <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> well, I mean, they could be doing the same thing to Phoenix, though, because I don't know. Now we know, now we know Chris Paul's not yeah, doing true. great. Um, you know, we the the they got beat in spots that I didn't think they were going to get beat in. There's an Aiton issue. Supposedly, he likes playing too much video games. Is is that is that what uh, Simmons and uh, Haralabob said? Oh that, wow! Like that's a re- <laughs> like that's a rep for him. Like he, he he he's the video game guy. They want him to be a killer, but he plays uh, too much video games. Mm. Um, that makes me like him. Uh, okay, so Sunday, uh, I don't. Th- think we are going to do a podcast because you're moving this weekend you'll have to be figuring out your situation on sunday night where are you even gonna watch the game you're not gonna have cable by then are you oh man you just have to watch it on your phone maybe go out to eat or something but yeah if i'm recording on sunday it is with a hot spot i will not have internet until monday yeah so we'll we'll figure it out but if we gotta miss a miss a game then that's not a bad game to miss um but we'll we'll try and be back because like I said Tuesday and Thursday then I'm out of town because they play Tuesday Thursday uh Saturday Monday so I will I, I may not even get to watch Saturday's game I, I have to watch it like in highlights or watch it later because I'll be in Vegas hosting a a sweet party um so so yeah so it, you know, if the Warriors want to love me the way that I love them, close it out in five and I don't have to miss anything. But uh, so, yeah, so if we, we may miss Sunday, there's a possibility Ben Cruz may be available. And if he is available, then we will do something. But uh, I'm going to plan on possibly missing. We missed one game during the during the Nuggets series, too. So no big deal. Uh, or was it the or was it the Grizzlies series? We missed one in, 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 in this podcast, but mm-hmm. um all right. Can I give one more one more opinion before we close out? Yep. Okay. I I I've been doing my best not to just be like let my Warriors fandom overtake what I truly believe is objective in in basketball, but I it's getting a little hard and and this game especially it just it felt it felt very the, the second half the second half 
especially felt very pre Steph slump warriors. <laughs> you, you think we, you think they're back? I want to see consistency. I want to see the consistency of them needing to get stops when, when, when they uh, getting stops when they need to, because that just ignites their offense because when they can get the stops, like they're almost unbeatable. Uh, but you'll see moments. Uh, it was mostly in the Memphis series where I just felt like they're not the same defensive team that they have been in the past. And they sort of have to deal with it. Sometimes they're sacrificing a little offense, uh, a little defense for offense, especially with those Jordan pool lineups. Uh, I know Clay's trying. He's, he's trying so hard. <laughs> Uh, but he, you know, he has a hard time getting out on those shooters as well. Um, I, I, if if they give us um, more than a half of basketball uh, of the type of defense that they played in the second half of both of these games, then I, I, I would agree with you. But it's just so up and down. It's like you go from awful to great in a span of minutes, and I don't understand how that I- happens. I just think I needed to see aggressive stuff that I believed in, and I, I saw him tonight. And he was he feeling, was, he was feeling he was the feeling. shot, which made everything else better for him, for sure. One hundred percent. And I feel like we haven't seen that in a very long time. Like I remember, there was a game in the regular season. I know we'll close this out really quick, but there was a game in the regular season where Kevin Porter Jr. was like messing with him a little when he was uh, against the Rockets, and Steph responded and just absolutely blew up. With you know, so I don't know how what the final box score was, but it was during that slump. And then I was quickly like, "Is he back?" And then he <laughs> kind of like he kind of wasn't. But you know, this is the playoffs, man. If he just is just a little more aggressive, just like he was today, ooh, ooh, it is, it's cookies. I from yeah, I hope so. I am so down if he's feel like if he if he's like. Saying, oh yeah, you know, my body's feeling right, shot feels right. That would be like music to my ears because my biggest worry is that some of that stuff doesn't feel right, and he's just not saying it because he doesn't want to give excuses. But uh, I, I thought, you know, I thought he also has looked really good defensively in all three of these series. He's really holding, uh, you know, he he's holding uh, himself accountable in ways that maybe some of these other guys aren't because of one reason or another, uh, Draymond included, but uh, he, he, he is really the, the cog, like you said, like, I I mean, and I say full squad part two, because all, you know, in order for them to really play well, they need everybody to play well. And then Steph can shine in the way that he, we know that he can, but he's still the cog. He's still the key to the entire thing. Uh, even more, even more defensively this year, I think than ever in his career too. Yep, I think he's always been really smart defensively. I just don't think he's had the body and the athleticism to, you know, complete some of those defensive I don't know, plays that you know what he a also, lot of other guys can. You know what he also didn't do today? Throw a left-handed pass that got intercepted. He didn't do that. The Warriors will never run away from their turnover problem, though. It's because then Draymond just came out in the beginning and <laughs> hello, three turnovers. <laughs> it's know. never going away. All right. Actually, what were those turnover numbers today? If it was uh, only three, then I stand corrected. But uh, Dallas had 12 turnovers all game long, and the Warriors only had 13. So it was much better, but almost exclusively in the second half, I'm sure. Because in the first in the first half, I still remember them 
turning the ball over quite a bit. Uh, second half turnovers, Dallas had five, Warriors had three. So, yeah, they were 10 turnovers in the first half, three turnovers in the second half. Okay, uh, I think we should we should probably close it out here soon because apparently this Giants game is getting really uh-oh. spicy. Okay, we got to go yeah, back. There's we something gotta, going on. There's something all going right. on right now. All right, so we'll be back uh, probably not Sunday, but most definitely Tuesday. Uh, po- just keep your eyes out on, on our Twitter and Facebook. We'll, we'll try to do a show for Cam, but if not, no biggie. We'll just miss one. For Brian, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out.